Martini Favelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, president and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is September 8th, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by Sean Bingham, our Director of Risk Management. Hello, Sean. Happy Friday. It is Friday. How are you doing, Mike? I'm wonderful. The football, you know, you used to be a famous football coach in the Midwest area, <laughs> yes, famous at the Pop Warner League, yes, level. Yeah. At least you're, you and your wife think you were famous. I think you were. I think you would have been a great coach. Uh, I would love to have been a kicker on your football team <laughs> or a bench warmer because <laughs> that's probably what I might would have qualified for. But uh, football season has started last night and very exciting time if you're an NFL watcher, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's hard to believe it's already September, but, uh, it is uh, as much as I hate to see the summer go. I'm always, I'm always, uh, excited to see uh, football start, especially college football, but it's uh, fun. Yeah. I had a little bit of an upset last night, uh, Detroit beat Kansas city. And, uh, yeah. I don't, I think Detroit's a better team than people think they are. A lot of weapons. Yeah. Got, got a lot of the, got, got the, as they say, got the band back together for the most part. Not many teams do that year after year. So that's really cool. Well, good luck to Detroit out there. I know there's been a lot of, uh, not a lot of luck though. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not a lot of luck, Mike. That's still in the NFC and I'm a bears fan. So, Oh, there you go. Okay. North. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Hey, Sean. Yeah. (laughs) A few things, you know, we've done over 350 podcasts. We Uh, have. Yes. It's a congratulations to all the team out there. And thank you to all those wonderful listeners out there. Uh, If you have any uh, additional suggestions on things you want to hear about, please reach out to us uh, or put it in the comments there and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, Why by not? we, I don't think it means we did 350, but not we have, you and me. McKinney no. Flavel has done 350. The that is true. Yeah. That is true. And I, I, it would be interesting to go back to our first one and, and, uh, I don't even know what we talked about. I'm sure it was something but sugar. So probably, um, and a couple other things before we get started, uh, webinar next Wednesday, the 13th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Sean, you're going to be talking about inflation and the economy. I am. Um, a very, very important topic and where you see things moving forward. So if you haven't registered for that, McKinney-Flavelle.com. And last but not least, uh, IQ uh, platform users, uh uh, remind you of our new section, Commodity Insights, where we're talking each week with the analysts are giving their thoughts on specific com- uh, uh, commodities, sugar, corn, uh, and even uh, things like fuel, economy, things like that. Right, Sean? We cover the spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good look. Little short one-hit reads. And, you know, I, I tell you what, Mike, I mean, uh, you know, we just, we just put that together not too long ago, that Insights yeah. piece. And uh, I tell you, I have found it kind of useful when I'm uh, uh, putting some presentation material together to oh, actually yeah. just scroll. Uh, I mean, I was just doing that this morning uh, for Cocoa. I was just I was looking at Cocoa and kind of scrolling through some of uh, Jeffrey's comments on Cocoa yeah. for the last month. So, you know, if it, it's super helpful if you're trying to put a slide deck together for management and you want to talk yeah. about a specific commodity. It, it's really convenient because it's everything's very brief and uh uh, well put together. So excellent. Great tool. Well, 
Thank you. Uh, well, Sean, today, you know, our, our podcast is called the Hot Commodity Podcast. And, Indeed it uh, is. It is. And I thought today uh, maybe we do something a little interesting. You were talking about taking a look at historically the different commodities and which ones are are the hottest right now. Yeah. And comparing that to maybe going way back to 20 years. That's right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, this morning I put together, since it is the hot commodity podcast and, uh, I thought, well, let's stick to the theme and let's talk about the hottest of the hot commodities. And before we even dive into the hottest, um, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you basically what I did. I looked at 15 of the you know, the major commodity, non-financial commodity markets, uh, uh, the grain market, soy complex, livestock, uh, softs, and, uh, and energy. So c- covered those sectors and then went back over the last 20 years looking at, at the rolling nearby closing price and ranked where they are today uh, compared to the, the range of the last 20 years. Something that is surprising, but not surprising is uh, pretty much every single commodity, save that of natural gas, is above its median price. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the, and I'll just tell you the, the weakest, which is a little bit of a surprise, natural gas, given everything that's going on in Russia and, and, and with LNG and all that. Yeah. Uh, Nat gas ranks down at the like 16th percentile of the wow. 20 year range, which was a little bit surprising. The next is Chicago wheat. I didn't do all the wheat. I just did Chicago. Uh, okay. and it, it, we jumped from the 16th percentile all the way up to the 61st percentile. So even wow. the second to last commodity on our hot list uh, still ranks at the 61st uh, percentile over the last 20 years. So um, what it tells me is if I look at the average ranking of all of these commodities, the average ranking is almost in the 77th percentile. So we're in the top quartile of prices pretty much across the board for all commodities. And uh, there's your inflation right there. Yeah. There is your inflation. So what I thought we would do is hit on the top five uh, and we'll do these, uh, uh, we'll do these in reverse order, I guess. Might as well. We'll do it. uh, We'll go from number five uh, up to number one. Okay. And, um, and we'll just kind of hit, I'll I'll give you a little bit of the statistics on it and then we can kind of hit on why maybe, uh, that (laughs) these commodities are in the top five. So first of all, the top five, everything in the top five is in the 90th percentile or higher, meaning they are in the top 10% of the trading range of the last 20 years. So number five, we're going to start with heating oil. Heating oil. Mm. So ultra low sulfur diesel basically is the way to read heating oil. Not sure why they haven't really just officially changed the name of that, but it is it is the diesel market. And uh, this market is on fire. It is it ranks at the 91st percentile. Uh, the the current price of heating oil is right, right around 313 per gallon. The median price over the last 20 years has been, been just a little bit over two dollars a gallon. Wow. Um, we can easily point to why one we have we have crude oil that's trading yep. at uh, uh, you know eighty well just recently was as high as eighty eight dollars a barrel. Um, 
The other reason uh, we're so high in heating oil right now is uh, is we are way under supply. We have we're at a serious deficit to our normal uh, supply deficit uh, for the for this time of the year. I think we're twenty million uh, barrels below uh, where we where we would normally be, uh, and that's that's the worst of of all the uh, petroleum products. So. Uh, Partially the reason for that is uh, we've had some refining issues down in the Gulf this summer. Uh, the weather's been very, very hot down uh, down there, and we've had a lot of rolling uh, electrical blackouts. So the a lot of refineries have not been able to uh, keep up with uh, diesel demand. So that's why number uh, number five is heating oil, and that will play directly into number four, which is soybean oil. So number mm-hmm. number four, soybean oil ranks 94th percentile uh, of the last 20 years. So the current price, and these were, I believe, uh, and again, this is the rolling uh, nearby contract as of yesterday was uh, 63.78 cents per pound. The average over the last 20 years, the median, I should say, not the average, is uh, 34.7 cents. So that is a 50, almost a 50 I'm sorry, that is almost an 84% increase from the median price uh, for soybean oil right now. Why is soybean oil uh, so in demand? Because renewable diesel is so in demand. And uh, we just got more data uh, from uh, uh, on usage for soybean oil in, uh, in renewable diesel. And it looks to me, we just almost, we just missed it in July, but it looks like uh, soybean oil usage for renewable diesel is about to pass soybean oil usage for biodiesel. So biodiesel has been kind of flatlining for a while, uh, but renewable diesel is on a tear. And so um, soybean oil has, and obviously now highly, highly tied to energy prices, uh, is one of the reasons it, it ranks number four. And Mike, if you have any uh, insight you want to add to any of these, please just jump in. You got it. Because um, actually, I'm going to give you uh, the next one uh, because <laughs> okay. this, this is a market. This is a market you follow, uh, and a lot of our listeners follow. Uh, number three, uh, world sugar. Oh I, boy, world sugar. I did not do. The number sixteen market. Uh, okay. I just did. I did the world. Just the world sugar. I, I suspect yeah. the number sixteen would have ranked right up there, probably with it. Sure. Um, so at the at the ninety uh, sixth percentile of the tw- of the twenty year range, current price uh, tw- almost twenty six fifty um, cents per pound. The average price over the last uh, twenty years has been fif- just just a little over fifteen cents. Amazing. Point one five cents. So that is a Almost a 75% increase from the median price over the last 20 years. Yeah. And so I, I will drop this to you, Mike. Yeah. Say, Mike, you, you, why is sugar so expensive? Because <laughs> it's good. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, you, you talk about the fuel piece. So uh, those that follow world sugar, obviously ethanol is a huge, huge piece of that. Uh, and it, it follows as, as fuel or crude oil. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, 
correlation between the increase in crude and, and the number 11 market because of that ethanol piece. Uh, those, a lot of you know out there, the largest producer of sugar out there is, is Brazil and India. And Brazil in particular, half of their crop goes towards ethanol. Um, and uh, India being a big producer, determining whether they export or consume it internally impacts the market a lot. So uh, all of that, and plus you have the non-commercial specs, which are very interested in the number 11 market because of the volatility. Yeah. Uh, so you have a lot of shifting of that market. And then I'll add with all of these commodities, weather. So yes. that's what we're dealing with right now is uh, uh, predictions of bad weather and just bad weather and more extreme weather. So when you look at big exporters to the world market like Thailand and Brazil uh, and even uh, Dominican Republic in certain uh, for certain countries, uh, they have bad, poor production due to weather. It's a big deal. So that yeah. uh, tends to increase that market pretty quick. Yeah, and did did India not just uh, ban exports of sugar? Did they I hear that? did. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that that's huge news uh, for uh, for the world market, and we saw definitely a big increase uh, or a bump in the market uh, uh, because of that. And I'll tell you, Sean, and this is going to date me, uh, but <laughs> I remember when it was nine, ten cents a pound. Yeah. Um, and we always talked about the cost of production being kind of a support. Uh, to the number 11. And uh, they've thrown that. I mean, it's definitely increased, but not to the levels we're seeing now. So uh, yeah, some are even talking about 30 cent uh, world sugar, which would be pretty crazy. And to your point about not talking about the 16, it, you know, the reason, uh, a good reason not to, is that for us domestic folks that it it is a tier two market right now. So as it goes up, the 16s tend to follow. So yeah, uh, yeah a lot of volatility there. Yeah, just I'm just scrolling back here, Mike. The last time uh, nearby World Sugar traded under ten dollars, uh, what well, looks like to be in April <laughs> of 2020. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's way up there for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, Mo moving on. I'm, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm you're gonna, you're going to get to keep the microphone here. Sweet. Uh, yeah, sweet. Exactly. Literally. Uh, so number two, number two, cocoa. Oh my god! Uh, and and you know what? Not I'm gonna, surprising. I'm gonna. I'm actually. I need. I need to back up a second here. Uh, we have an a dead even tie for number one and number two. Okay. Now I've already told you what number two is. Cocoa. Yeah. Uh, would you care to venture a guess what is tied with cocoa for the highest prices? Give me a hint. Moo. Uh, uh, dairy. No, not dairy, but live cattle. Oh, live cattle. Live cattle. So cocoa and live cattle both rank at the 99.9 .9 percentile of the 20-year range. Let me put that in perspective for you. Um, the current price for cocoa is, uh, uh, what would that be? 3,652 per ton, if I'm saying yes. that correctly. Yes. The average price is 2,442 per ton. So that is a 49.5% increase above the median. Uh, live cattle is currently trading almost $183 per hundredweight. Wow. The median is one uh, just under 113. So that is a almost 62% uh, increase over the median. So um, 
they rank at the highest. The on a, on a percentage basis, bean oil is by far the highest at eighty at the eighty fourth, eighty four percent above the median price. But uh, but as far as actual ranking, uh, cocoa and live cattle are wow. number one. Um, I'll let you hit on cocoa, and then I'll hit on live cattle. How's that? Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah, cocoa doesn't surprise me for a couple reasons. One. Um, we go back to the non-commercial specs. It's, it's a very volatile market. So uh, there's a lot of risk potential in that for production because 70% of, of cocoa is grown in two countries in Ghana mm-hmm. and the Ivory Coast. Uh, so well, that's a have, recipe for disaster right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, dating myself, you know, one of the big factors, uh, is the political unrest that can or mm-hmm. cannot happen in the Ivory coast in particular. So, you know, dating myself going back, you know, several 15, 20 years when, uh, you did have some civil unrest, uh, you know, this is when you saw the cocoa market up to where it is currently today, which there's not, uh, uh, anywhere near the civil unrest that there was back then. So a lot of head scratchers out there going, why is cocoa at 3,600 right now? Um, and uh, it, it's it's a, a very uh, tough market to get accurate information about mm-hmm. what's happening over there. So it uh, doesn't surprise me there's a lot of volatility in it. Uh, the commercials can, uh, non-commercial speculators can, can run it up based on stories that they hear and like, wow, it's, there's a lot of volatility, whether it goes up or down, I'm going to make some money. So, that's right. um, and then, uh, also with weather, uh, I go back to the same thing I did with world sugar. Weather is a huge, huge component of that. And the reason is, is because it's so concentrated into one area. So when you have different, uh, speculation in this case, uh, about what might happen in the future, it really drives that market, uh, uh up. Uh, if there's concern and uh, yeah. whether it's justified or not, I'll let the, the public tell you whether that is or not. Mm-hmm. But the non-commercials can represent, you know, four or $500 uh, per metric ton of just uh, buying interest. So yep. that uh, that's, a, that's a huge thing. Yeah, they, they certainly play where there's volatility. Um, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's almost kind of an interesting, almost an opposite story uh, as we talk about live cattle. So as I mentioned, live cattle, uh, pretty much the highest price we've seen in the last 20 years at $183, uh, a hundred weight. Um, the, the reason one, uh, we just don't have, uh, we don't have the herd we used to have, uh, yeah. the, uh, farming or, or uh, cattle ranching is, uh, margins have become very, very tight. A lot of ranchers, uh, have been culling herds. And so, uh, we, I haven't seen the latest cattle on feed. It should be, you know, we'll be coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. But the the last one I got, we almost dipped under 11 million head on cattle on feed, you know, and we wow. topped. Yeah, I know we topped 12 million head back in 2019. Uh, we, we've since gone back over that since, you know, in, in 2022. But but we have really seen uh, cattle on feed come down considerably here. Uh, in the last few, you know, last year, and boxed beef prices are, uh, I think, I think are at record prices now. So, uh, yeah, when you go to the grocery store uh, and you you pick up the uh, the steak and then you put it down and grab the ground beef because uh, it's everything is so expensive. I get it. And when you talk about the speculators, it's funny. It's almost an it's almost an opposite story in live cattle and to a lesser well and to as much a degree in lean hogs because. 
the speculators just don't play in that market very much. Um, they play, but not to the, de- the degree that they do in some of these bigger, uh, bigger commodities, because uh, that that market it is almost too volatile. It, it can just it's one of those markets you can go limit up, limit down for two or three days in a row on nothing, just thin air. And so the speculators tend not to play in that arena. And unfortunately, that means less liquidity. And you say what you want to say about the speculators, but they provide an enormous amount of liquidity to the market in up markets and down markets. So, you know, buyer for every seller theme. Um, and they just don't, they're not there in, in, uh, in the cattle and the hog market like they are other products. So sometimes when these things start to trend, uh, boy, it can it can really take off because there's just a sheer lack of uh, lack of buyers or lack of sellers from from a speculator interest. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that that rounds up our our top five. So heating oil, soybean oil, sugar, cocoa, and live cattle all in wow. the 90th percentile rank of the last 20 years. Um, if you have That's any amazing. other that you, you're curious about, I could I could tell you, but. Uh, um, Again, as a whole, pretty much every commodity I, I'm, we look at is well above uh, its median price over the last twenty years, and uh, and and I don't see any reason on the horizon, immediate horizon, that that's going to change uh, yeah. materially because uh, looks like energy prices are going to stay high. Uh, weather is going to be a challenge, and. Uh, that that's that's a recipe for higher commodity prices across the board. Certainly, you know, these it's the big question we ask a lot too is as as they continue to increase, how will that impact the demand of those different commodities and mm-hmm. uh, its food as a whole? And that's that's something that uh, you know in previous podcasts we've talked about various uh, commodities having a little bit less demand because of the higher prices and, and which sector that it's, it's impacting, whether it's grocery, restaurant, et cetera. So I, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting next 12 months to see how and which commodities are impacted, uh, by that, uh, uh, declining demand. So, yeah. 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 Well, people have to eat, right. And, uh, they do. and a lot of the, um, a lot of a lot of it is just trading down, trading down to yeah. uh, lower price or uh, not name brand products. I mean, food food is 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 going to is going to fare much better uh, than some other commodities will. But uh, uh, you know, folks are certainly trading down a little bit, and so yeah. uh, we are seeing some demand degradation. But you got to eat. eat. You got to eat. Absolutely, <laughs> it's got to taste good. That's why. Yeah, there's so I much should probably sugar. eat less. So maybe this is. Good. <laughs> It's good, but uh, anyway, yeah. That, well, uh, that was fun, Sean. That was Thank fun. you. That was that was cool. Um, so we're going to wrap this one up. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute, moment with your friends and family. Sign up for that webinar for next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at McKinney-Flavel.com. And tell our next podcast. Take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit McKinney-Favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.